Hi, I'm Jane. I'm Hugh. And you're listening to That'll Teach You. Hi, Jane. I'm very serious. I just got given out to for laughing too much. So now, you know what? I'm not going to laugh for the whole podcast. Wow. Oh, this is going to be a boring one. And that lovely voice that the listeners have just heard is Rachel Kenny Kenny Kenny. <laughs> I was going to say Kenny. There we go. Back. Eight seconds. <laughs> right, Kenny. What's going on? So. <laughs> Has anybody ever called you by your surname? Speaking of surnames, <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell the story about the kid in his costigan. <laughs> you've just told it now. Oh, you've just told the story. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much yes. for joining us again. A kid called me dad today. Oh, a kid called me thing. dad today too. No way. <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, do I look like your dad? And she said, no, I just forgot who you were. And I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Was this a um, infant? Yep. Do you get yeah. mom a lot? Yes. I actually get mom. I get, I get dad very rarely, but that happens. And then sometimes they'll call me a name of another student in the class and I'm like do I look like them and then I do kind of make a deal I'm like you stand up do we look alike no you know yeah because that happened yeah. this week too I was called by another student's name and when I didn't answer they just called me again and I was like she's not here and they were like oh I'm talking to you you know I'm going to ask you a question and I hope yes. that the answer is yes because if it's not okay. yes I'm going to feel really awful does anybody ever call you Mr O'Connor no okay that's fine. But never I mean, say I got never. I called Miss Costigan today. So. <laughs> I get called Mr. Connor all the time. Yeah. I got a lot of mums when I was in third class. That's weird. Fewer in sixth. Got a few dads. I did get called <laughs> Hey Google in third class by one child. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. That sort of shines a light on the world today, doesn't it? One of my really yes. enthusiastic students, and I'd have to do an impression and try to make it as animated as possible for the listeners, but a very enthusiastic child was hopping up and down on the chair with her hand outstretched above her head going, Mum! 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 <laughs> to me. See, I don't know how you can say it so many times and not figure it out. Yeah. Like... But then but then everybody, everybody stopped. Yeah. And then we all burst out laughing. Well, I did have one. The first student to call me dad in sixth class was last year obviously i won't mention her name particularly because i've already told a story about this child and i didn't mention her name in that either both great stories though great kid but she called me dad but she called me dad twice she said it twice but it was like she knew in between that there was something wrong but she couldn't figure it out Mm. so she was like dad and then paused for a second and looked down and then was like dad (laughs) and then was like (gasps) and obviously the embarrassment of a 12-year-old yeah, girl calling you dad. The the child that called me mum numerous times in the same year also got her thumb <laughs> stuck in a table. And I had to butter, I had to melt butter, wait for it to cool down. Meanwhile, she had started crying because obviously getting a, a body part stuck in some sort of inanimate object <laughs> is very stressful. And Why do you have to make it weird? We Just all visualised the thumb in the table. The the Why table. do you have to make it strange? <laughs> and I, had to butter, I had to butter her thumb and then we got it out. It was great. Rachel. You teach junior infants. Have they ever got stuck in things? Heads stuck in things? Um, I'm trying to think. I actually can't think of anything right now, but it might come to me, but I don't think I've ever had to ever help someone get unstuck. 
we will get on to the the main topic of this episode shortly but i do want to ask rachel we Mm-hmm. had you on a very early episode days before the start of school to talk about the first day of junior infants yes i do want to know how has that first half term been with a new crop of junior infants do you know what the first day was quite possibly my first my worst first day of school ever i mean wow. there was a lot of crying everybody was crying from you or f- oh yeah okay so oh i i did feel like crying a lot of the times we have a new staff room we were kind of told we could use this new staff room, but I went to the old staff room knowing no one would be there so I could just sit on my own because I just needed, like, silence. That first day was awful. But, like what, we're, like, a couple of weeks in now and, honestly, it's it's actually so nice because they're all so well settled in. They're a really nice bunch. They are so funny. Like, I mean, I've sent a couple of mine around to you with, like, oh, pumpkins listen. and them pumpkins. <laughs> listen, that made my week. Those yeah. little... Those little toddlers tottering in was just I know and they were like banging on the door and I was like just knock once like it's just just knock once and we'll go in and then yeah like they're absolutely fab they're really lovely and I just we have so much fun every day I mean there's some days where I'm like wanting to pull my hair out but the majority of the days we do have fun Rachel we 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 started a new trend recently where we started asking our guests what made them choose teaching okay so yeah, what made you choose teaching? What oh, made sorry. you go to teaching? <laughs> um, well, I come from a family teacher, so both my parents are teachers. We always had like blackboards growing up. We had those old tables, you know, the the wooden ones where it was like the bench and the fold over um, desk. We had those. So like I would have played teachers all the time growing up. Um, and then, yeah, I did it on like TY work experience. And then when I would have finished school earlier for summer in secondary school, I just would have gone into mom or dad's school and just helped out a bit. So yeah, I think it was just kind of, I grew up with teaching all around me, so. Did you ever want to be anything else? I went through a phase of wanting to be a chef, but I'm not a very good chef. I was like in third class. And then that same year, my principal in my primary school taught us all how to juggle. So I was like, oh, I could be a juggler and a chef. And now I'm glad neither (laughs) of Juggling pots and pans all over (laughs) the place. Juggling, yes. juggler now that's that's what teaching is juggling so many different I know. <laughs> tasks yeah. but other than that no I never really wanted to be anything else have you had any particularly great lines from your infants this year oh I have a <laughs> you know I have listeners, a <laughs> you asked that question knowing the answer to this response <laughs> all right show them behind the curtain you know <laughs> I am opening up my notes section of my phone now I haven't added anything since the end of September so you've only four. had a dry pages. October did you <laughs> so I only have a few one of them said wash your hands after you sneeze so you don't get germs like a crocodile <laughs> <laughs> do you know what yep it's a great bit of advice. Yes, and also there was that one time when, I don't know if you remember this, Hugh, uh, I was going into the office with one of my girls who was new to the school this year and you were in there. Mm. And like, my class is quite close to the office. It's about 20 steps, if even. And as we were walking in, I don't think she had ever met you and she saw you and she just said, I want to go back to school now. And I was like, no, no, we're still in school. <laughs> She she was sick or something. She's like, I'm ready. To, I want to go back to school now. And I was like, no, no, this is still school. Oh, wow. you! <laughs> yeah. Do you have that effect on people? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Terrifying, the little ones. The last golden nugget that I just found that I had forgotten about 
one of the girls came up to me one day and she was like, do you want to hear me make music with my mouth? And I was like, oh, she's probably going to do something. She proceeds to just grind her teeth while staring at me oh. in the eyes. <laughs> she just kept doing it. So naturally enough, I sent her into the senior infant teacher to show her. I sent her into the secretary to show her. Yeah. I was really hoping you would tell the story about the lying. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Oh yeah, so as I said, the first day of school, there was a lot of tears. And one of my girls, like she was really, really upset for about a week just coming into school and then she'd be fine. And then when we hit week two, we did five days of like no crying. And I said, oh my gosh, mom's going to be so happy. And she was like, can you tell her? And I was like, no, that's your news. You've got to go and tell mom. And she was like, well, sometimes I like to lie. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, she doesn't always believe me and I oh I actually remember just be like you know you need to tell the truth so I said to her yeah but you're not gonna lie to me and she's like mm-hmm, no I just like to lie to her <laughs> you know that you can never trust that child now. but you know what the thing is she is the most honest child like if I'm like who made that noise she'd be like it was me and I'm like okay fair enough I can, I can trust her we're going to talk about parent teacher meetings today lots of schools have their parent-teacher meetings around this time of year, November time. Others do them after Christmas. So there's no there's no set time, obviously. But we want to talk about them because I think there's something that some teachers can get very anxious about. Mm. They obviously take up a lot of time, which is one thing. A lot of work. And we got Rachel on, I suppose, because, yeah, we'd like to hear the experience of both ends of the school. And again, we're we're having parents in sixth class who you know, want to talk about secondary school and how ready their child is. Whereas you're very much talking to parents who, yeah, the, the, the kids are only just in the door, you know? Yeah. Do you like parent-teacher meetings? Do you mind them? Do they cause you stress? I actually really enjoy them. I mean, they do take up a lot of time and it's your evenings. And especially if it's this time of year, like it's dark, it's cold, it's getting into the winter months. But I really do enjoy getting to chat to the parents because I wouldn't see a lot of them because, you know, or I might see them at drop-off and pick-up, but I wouldn't get to chat to them. Yeah. So, I mean... They are only junior infants. There's only so much I can say about them. So then there's always time to have a little chat as well, which is nice. Whereas that's funny that you should say that because I feel like when you're in the older end of the the um, classes, you really, you have a lot that you need to talk about, but then you also want to have the chat. So like my problem is if I've designated 15 minutes for the parent-teacher meeting, 30 minutes have gone by because 15 minutes we might have been ch- chatting about the child and then we're just having... Yeah. The biggest chats. And yeah, I'm not very good at timekeeping. But you not have another parent waiting outside. So last year I left a good bit of time between parent-teacher meetings. This is a skill that I really need to work on. I need yeah. to work on, you know, cutting parent-teacher meetings short or to a lot of time. But I just don't. Yeah. Sometimes I wish though when, the, like I always set a little timer. So if we give them 10 minutes, I'll set like a timer for like 12 minutes and then after 15 minutes, whatever. And sometimes I'm just like, well, I just turn off the timer, just keep talking because I'm actually having so much fun getting all the gossip. And do you have the timer on in front of them? I have it on my phone or else it'd be on my watch and just buzz. Sometimes, yeah. So if they're ever fumbling for a word, are you like, yeah, tick, tock, tick, tock, <laughs> come on, come on. Well, the first one I had last year and I had forgotten to turn my phone on silent. So the whole alarm went and like you, you know how jumpy I am. I literally leapt off the chair and they were like, are you OK? And I was like, yeah, just you have about two more minutes left. <laughs> Speaking of you being jumpy. Yes. So Hugh um, hides and tries to frighten you often in the school. <laughs> okay, hold I on one second. Can I just give a little little preface to this? 
This has happened occasionally. Crucially, though, I don't know why, because I don't need to hide to frighten Rachel. <laughs> you just need she... to stand. You actually just need to stand. Like, you don't even yeah. need to... You don't need to be in a dark corner. It's you just need to walk It's quite offensive, in. to be honest. The number of times Rachel has seen me and just gone, huh! <laughs> <laughs> Have you not got the hint yet, Hugh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So the story I was thinking about was the time Hugh went into your classroom, got underneath your desk, and then oh, yes. um, another staff member and I followed Hugh in, knowing that you were out of the room, and we yes. hid in another room trying to catch the reaction. But as you came into the classroom, what did one of your children do? So when I came back out, the secretary was following me, and I just thought, that's so strange. And then I started walking, and the girls all looked, they just, they were all kind of giddy. And I remember being like, oh, this is going to be so long. And yeah, one of them came up and went, Mr. O'Connor's under your table. Like... But do you know what the <laughs> thing is, though, Rachel? I would have been... First of all, surprised if none of them had done that. And second yes. of all, I would have been a little bit suspicious if none of them... Yeah. No, but you see, the only thing is, I have 21 in my class. There was 20 of them that were mad at that other girl because she ruined yeah. the surprise. Yeah, sorry. Literally. And they weren't the only ones. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say this about a four and a half year old, but my least favourite child in the school now, you know? Well, she's five now. It's been her birthday since, but yeah. Well, then she should absolutely know better, you know? Yeah. And when I asked her, I, she said... I told you Mr. O'Connor was under the table and I said, yeah, well, you kind of ruined the surprise for everybody. But like to me, I'm like, that's fine. But I like looked her in the eyes and was kind of like, you know, you kind of ruined the surprise for everybody. And then she looked me dead in the eyes and was like, I just didn't want to see you get a fright. And I just thought, Aww. you know what? But the rest of them did. The rest of them wanted the you to get The rest of them were like, wasn't that funny? And I'm like, yeah, hilarious. Brilliant. Now you know who your favourite child is. <laughs> yes, actually. She's up there's there. A video, there's a video, Rachel, that, that wish it had happened. Yeah. To be honest, no, because I don't know what I would have shouted. I don't know. Yeah, and actually, true. I think I would have oh, kicked you. That's because, the thing. Yeah, I know I would have shouted. I wouldn't have been like, oh my. See, I would have literally have screamed. I yeah. would have cursed, yeah. Anyways, we move swiftly on from there. Parent-teacher meetings, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Do you want to walk us through parent-teacher meetings in, in your classroom? Yeah, so um, over the last few years since being in our school, we've had a couple online, like Zoom parent-teacher meetings, which are nice, but I prefer when they come in and do the in-person things. It's just it's just a lot more personal, yeah. personal, and you know you can chat and all that. And also it's a nice opportunity for parents to come into the school. A lot of them might only just drop their child in the morning and literally pick them up in the evening. So it's nice for them to walk through the school. And also I would have like samples of the girls' work for them to see as well, which is nice because they wouldn't see that until the end of the year otherwise generally give them 10 or 15 minutes each and then because they're junior infants I kind of only focus for academics I literally I always say the same thing I'm like you know we have to think of it in two halves you know one side is academic and one side is the social side so then I go down the academics which is generally you know does she know her sounds can she count to 10 in Irish you know can she write her numbers the right way around in the right order blah 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 like all those really basic things um, and then I would spend a lot more time on the social part I just think in particular with infants, the social side of school is so much more important than being able to learn to read or starting math sums. It's you just... older classes sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, like, I mean, I'm literally giving them examples. I'm like, you know, she's really, really strong when we're doing group work and she's, you know, she is working with people that she really likes. But if we're doing playtime and she's with kids, she's not so friendly with, you know, she could be really closed off. So literally just giving them like real life examples from the class. And sometimes the parents are like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But then other times you have parents who are like, no, I don't think that's true. And they kind of nearly don't believe you, which is mm. strange, you know, so that's kind of tough. Do you have a plan for your, your meetings? Like, do you have yes. a planned structure? And I guess yes. 
let's say there's someone who's new in junior infants now, mm-hmm. what would you advise them works well in terms of setting out your meeting? So I always have, so before the meeting, I print out um, a little kind of template that I made. So it literally has the A4 page split into, you know, I think it's four or five boxes. It's like English, maths, I have social and then I have behaviour and then I just have a box for other, which I generally would just fill in if the parents say something to me about, oh, you know, they're finding this difficult or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I would literally just write out that. And then also I could use those templates when I'm doing my Christmas reports as well. So it kind of, oh, even though... Absolutely. Yeah, That's a it, great point. I wouldn't have thought of that. That is such a great point. I do the same thing. You can get loads of templates. You can get yes. templates on TPT. Yeah, those templates are a godsend when it comes to reports. Absolutely. And like, even if you do it now and then you want to do it again closer to summer, you'll be able to see the progress that they've made as well which is lovely I mean it really does feed the ego when you're like oh they couldn't do this in November but now in April they're well able to read you know four letter words or three letter words um so yeah I definitely say like preparation is definitely key because those parents are coming in to see you and even though you're seeing 20 sets of parents they are seeing one teacher so you need to just have everything organized if there's concerns you have I think it's really important to have examples and even like samples of work you know if she's writing half of her numbers backwards you know you need to be able to show the parents because sometimes unless they see it physically they just mm. they're like maybe or maybe she was having an off day whereas if you can show yeah. them okay these are three separate samples of work and you know you're pointing out what maybe they need to work on and then just enjoy it as well like i mean it's just it's only a short 15 minutes it it goes by so quickly sometimes i like to you know write down things sometimes as soon as the parents are leaving I might think of, oh, I never said that. So I'll just write it down at the bottom of that page. And then it can always be used in a follow-up if you're emailing parents and saying, oh, you know, it was lovely to meet you, blah, blah, blah. On reflection, you know, I've also thought about this, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I would just say, or be organised and prepared and then just kind of enjoy it because it does go by very quickly. Do you have any questions, like sort of standard questions that you would ask the parents as well? Yeah, absolutely. I would always start with, you know, how is she finding school? How do you feel like she is? Do you feel like she's settled in? Especially if I've got new girls who, you know, have just come since September, you know, I'd be asking them, you know, has she made friends that, you know, you're having play dates with and just kind of trying to make it that, make that little connection. And then I'll start off with all the good things and then things I might be concerned about. And if I have a concern, I'll always put it onto them first. And I, you know, just for example, if it's she's not able to blend, I would say, how do you find her blending at home? Have you noticed anything? Do you think she's reaching the milestones that I've said already for the girls when it comes to blending? And then if they say yes and my answer is no, well, then that's awkward. But like nine times out of 10, they'll go, okay, you know, she's actually struggling with this. So yeah, I would always, if it was a concern, I'd put it back on the parents first to say, what do you think or how do you feel she's getting on with X, Y, and Z? Very good. How do you start a parent-teacher meeting, Jane? You know me, probably laughing or chatting. (laughs) (laughs) Or crying. Or crying, yeah. Those three actions. Yeah. You see, I probably, and I I know I said this at the start of the, the episode, that I put far too much work I think into parent teacher meetings mm-hmm. um like I just put I just feel like and it's not even that I get you know stressed about them but I don't know you do have to think a lot I, I suppose I just make a lot of notes about the child and I have some forms of assessment especially because you know we're in the older classes and yeah even just like sorry what was the question <laughs> how do you start a parent teacher meeting <laughs> turn up just yeah, just turn up, <laughs> have some chocolate and tea beforehand. Um, yeah, I suppose just preparing, preparing, getting myself prepared. And then 
I just generally have a chat first. Thank them for coming in. Thank them for making the time to come in. I tend to ask, you know, how do you think, you know, X is getting on? Yeah. Then I often have a few questions that I'd ask. Like one of them, I know I have very similar questions to Hugh. My main question is, do you read to them? Do they read to you? And then how much time do they spend reading? Uh, that's a bit, that's a big one. I think, you know, I think I'll probably still ask those three questions even for sixth class because I really do believe that listening to others read aloud is just so beneficial for everybody, not even just children. Did I answer your question? I feel like that was I a good answer. Like... Yeah, that was a very good answer. I think I can now see why your parent-teacher meetings take so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. I like who listens to the podcast you know I go about things in a really roundabout way like I'm not very uh, succinct in my um... and you don't have anyone to edit your parent-teacher meetings <laughs> crucially yeah <laughs> all right all right Hugh same question well I suppose the first the first thing I'd say is it is a check-in it is not a meeting to cover everything that is going on with the child or all the concerns that are going on with the child if you need to have that sort of meeting mm-hmm. yeah that needs to be done outside of parent-teacher meetings yeah, you know absolutely. because you don't have time for that you've got 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you've put aside so it is really just a check-in to see how things are going and it's really you know I was having this discussion with a parent yesterday just how Trying to see if you're on the same page, because ultimately we can do everything in school, but unless there's collaboration between home and school, mm-hmm. you know, you can't make a great deal of progress. My first question is always just, yeah, how, how do you think they're getting on happiness wise with school, with life, with things in general? Obviously, again, yeah, we're dealing with older children at the moment. So, you know, there's a lot going on emotionally and they're at a particular level of maturity. In terms of questions I'd ask during the meeting. Yeah, I have two questions, really. One is about reading. I just say, ask, want to know what's going on reading wise at home. And then... The other is about homework. I always ask how they do their homework and whether it's on their own, whether it's with a parent, whether it's, you know, a parent comes to help them or whatever. And I suppose I'd always make it clear that there isn't any right answer to that, you know? Mm-hmm. It depends on what's going on. But but I'd always say, I'd never tell the parent, oh, you're doing the wrong thing on homework, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'd say, look, well, if he or she is doing it entirely independently, that's great as long as they're doing it as long as they're putting the work in you know and then you know they have to earn that trust and if 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 that's not working then maybe you do need to take more so and and they're really the only questions I would always ask and then yeah it depends on what comes up you know I guess homework isn't an issue in the junior infants class um well it can't it's not as much of an issue we don't get written homework in junior infants in our school but like that we do our jolly phonics sounds and i would send home maybe six or eight sounds every two or three weeks but like that you know at the start of the year when we're having our parents information talk i'd be saying you know you need to spend five minutes doing it every night and i say to the girls you need to do the same amount of minutes as your age. Now, most of them are four and or five, but then they also have no concept of time. And it's funny because there's been times where we have school assemblies and like our principal or, you know, someone will say, you know, we'll have no homework. And lo and behold, it is always the junior infants who are the most excited about that, even though <laughs> they don't get proper homework. And then they come in and they're like, we That's don't have cute. homework. But no, the homework side, that just ties in with going over their sounds. That's the only homework they'll ever really get in junior infants or that I've ever given. I think another another thing, and it goes back to the, the check-in nature of the meeting, you have to, and obviously, Jane, you talk about how you can end up chatting to them, which is fine. But I think you do have to be quite strong in a parent-teacher meeting oh, about keeping it on track mm-hmm. and not being afraid to tell someone, 
okay, that we don't have time for anymore, you know, because there are parents who, with the best will in the world, and they might have a very important point to make, want to want to talk to you more. And so you, you don't fob them off. You say, well, look, I'll, I'll meet you tomorrow or let's yeah. talk another time. But but you do have to be quite strong in terms of, as as you said, Rachel, I mean, they it is an important meeting. It might be their only parent-teacher meeting of the year, depending on how many children they have or what, what level they're at. Yeah. But but for you, you do have an awful lot to get through. You also need to be you need to be very confident in what you're saying as well, because like that, you could have a tricky parent who's, who doesn't really believe in what you're saying and mm. doesn't see the same things that you see concerning at all. So you need to just, you know, stand your ground and just have that self-belief that, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm qualified. I've made my I've had my assessments throughout however long and you know yeah and I suppose as well I'd, I'd say to parents I mean I feel maybe we should say this on every episode but look obviously of course as in any job I'm sure there are people who are less good at their job than others but like broadly speaking you know do trust that your children's teachers mm-hmm. know, know what they're doing, doing. Yeah, we know. and have your children's best interests at heart yeah. but yeah I think you're right and that's where the preparation comes in like mm-hmm. you need to know what you're going to say and you need to know well if you're challenged on it well look, I'm saying it on this basis, maybe I'm wrong, you know, but based on what I'm seeing in school. And that's the other thing. You can see very different children in school and at home, you know, and they might not recognize the child you're saying and you might not recognize the child they're saying. And it doesn't mean it's untrue, but as long as you have the the evidence to back it up, I suppose, that's the important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we'll be keeping stories like this in, but have you ever had a parent do anything mad on a parent-teacher meeting? Um... (laughs) Did you ask me knowing I was going to say this? No. No, well, I have some stories as well. Like, oh. I had, um, I had a parent before prop her phone up and continue making dinner while I was on. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she so... had like the pot out and everything. And every and then every now and then she'd be like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'd be like, ah, yeah. But and she actually, she was a really great, like fabulous parent. And she was like, ah, yeah, listen, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. And I was like, perfect, great. I'll talk to you, you know, whenever I next see you. <laughs> I kind of love that. To yeah. No, I love, yeah. no. And you know what? And great parents, but it was very funny. I was just like, yeah, well. I had a dad answer his zoom he had just gotten off a flight because he was the pilot of the airplane and was in his like yes and i was like (laughs) i was like like he had the ryanair and i was like this has to be a costume like this can't be real no it was real (laughs) i was like that's no problem you can be a minute late like i'll allow it and you're there you're just there talking with the phonics (laughs) yeah i'm like so she knows but really really well but uh yeah (laughs) can i ask one more question yes you can so let's say you've got 20 to 30 meetings to do. Yes. What's the most you've ever done in a day? The most I've ever done in a day is nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So last year, I just decided I was getting them done over the course of three evenings. And I also, I do grinds outside of school. So I was still trying to like work around those two. So yeah, one evening I remember staying in school and I started at three and I think I finished at like maybe half six or seven o'clock. And then that was the same day I was going to a soccer match in the Aviva and I remember just being so tired and my voice I remember that was day Rachel I remember you on that day I was what in was bits. the match it was Ireland and Gibraltar I think oh yeah that was rough nil all at half time I think 
I can't even remember, but I remember my last parents I had. I said, congratulations, you're my final parents, woohoo. And they were like, how are you going to celebrate? And I said, oh, I'm going to the match. And they live near the Aviva. They were like, do you want to just get in the car with us and the two girls? And I was like, no. Um, but I mean, I was politely like, no, no, I'm actually meeting my dad, my brother in town. And they were like, no, we can drop you to town. And I was like, no, no, I insist. And then it was, the dad was like, uh, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing, you know, you'd be stuck in the that middle. That would be amazing because Here's... you'd also, you'd be in the back seat. I'd be in the middle. With the two girls. I would be in the middle of the two boosters and I would just be cramped. And I just, I just couldn't do it to myself. <laughs> which parents, now you don't have to tell us which parents, but what would a parent have to do to get you in their car? Because I'm like, would that pilot get you in his car? <laughs> very little actually all they need to do is be like oh my gosh you would be so much fun and anyone who calls me fun or cool i'm like yep i'm there i'd take i'd definitely take a lift from a parent i would take i would take yeah. a lift from some parents a hundred percent a hundred percent every single year my one of my favorite things to do i think of who would i like top three families i'd like to go have dinner with in their house go for drinks with yeah oh there's some parents i'll go for drinks with but i'll go for dinner in other people's houses because you just know oh, based yeah. Just based Different on their category, crack, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there's yeah. definitely parents that, or there's, yeah, there's definitely parents from last year that I I would consider friends. I mean, we're not friends, but, like, I would like to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be friends. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Any final tips for people about to go through parent-teacher meetings, guys? Uh, I have one. Have okay. chocolate. Have ch- Sorry. Yes. Have yes. chocolate for yourself. <laughs> have chocolate or something nice for between parent-teacher meetings. For you, not for the parents. They can back off. Absolutely. I think, yeah, you know, be organized and, and, you know, don't be stressed about it. It comes and it goes and then there's never any issues about it, really. And then as well, yeah, like you said, the chocolate, just have something each evening that you're finished to just calm you down, act as a little treat to be like, you're nearly there. You're nearly there. And then by the time you get to the last one, yeah, just go all out. Once you get over halfway, you're kind of, you're kind of, you know. You feel like you're nearly done then. You've, you've broken yeah. the back of it, you know? It's like when you're doing a load of exams. Once you get a few in, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I love how you said chocolate at the end of your day at parent-teacher meetings. I meant have some chocolate in between each parent-teacher meeting. Like, have, like, a full dairy milk in between each yeah, parent-teacher meeting. What are the sharing sizes? My timer goes off and I don't have time because I'm, like, right out and the next one in. Like, I'm literally a conveyor belt. How do you think I got nine done? I'm surprised that you've even finished last year's one. <laughs> like, if each meeting takes half an hour and you take a half an hour in between to go have a bit of chocolate, you know? <laughs> have a kilo of chocolate. Yeah. Well, hopefully we've been of some use to people who are heading into parent-teacher meetings. And yeah, look, the other thing is you find your own way of chatting. The, I suppose the other thing I'd say is bearing in mind that you, if you have the meetings in November, you're about to start writing reports very soon. Make sure that anything that is going to go into the report that's important is mentioned at the parent-teacher oh, meeting. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. So if... Uh, now, obviously, that kind of goes without saying because obviously you're going to bring up any major concern, but... I think it is quite unfair to a parent if they suddenly read in a report, oh, there's real struggles in maths or something, and they hadn't heard this before. And it's why you need to keep assessing them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's no good just saying, oh, God, I better better do a quick test now before, you know? So just anything that is likely to come up in a report does need to be aired first yeah. in the meeting. Yeah. They are important. Like I said, they are important to have a check-in, and particularly when you don't see parents that much. And certainly, I mean, lots of our kids don't necessarily even get picked up by their parents, so you, you never see them. No. But at the same time we're so like communication between teachers and parents is so much more than it used to be Mm. that it's not like it's your only chance to talk to them the odds are you're communicating with a lot of the parents 
quite a bit of the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So don't suddenly think, oh my God, you know, I didn't say something, it's the end of the world, you know? Yep, at the end of the day, it's just humans talking to humans. That's how you just need to break it down. And it's so nice as well, because I feel like your primary source of communication with parents is email. So it's so nice to actually have a conversation yeah. with them. Yeah. Because then, like, I even find even it makes emailing a lot you know, more post-parentage meetings yeah. so much easier. Because you're like, now that I've actually had, like, a proper face-to-face conversation that lasts about 45 minutes, <laughs> if you're me. <laughs> or 12 yeah. minutes, if you're me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly 12 minutes. Yeah. Well... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you've you've learned something new about it anyway. And if for the parents who listen, and I know there are parents who listen, thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, I hope <laughs> hope that all makes sense. Just <laughs> just please show up on time. You know, it's always admittedly I have also been the teacher who I didn't forget about one. Well, I suppose I did forget about one. I thought I had a gap between two meetings, and it turned out I didn't. So I was very leisurely with the first meeting, and suddenly realized I had a parent. That one was in person, but I had a parent waiting on Zoom for 10 minutes just waiting for me to show up so I felt very bad about that so like I say happens to all of us but yeah it is important so so do try and make it along if you haven't already please go back and listen to Rachel's other episode of that'll teach you which was very early episode three or four episode four maybe which was about the first day in junior infants when yeah before you knew about that worst day ever oh my god before when I said it was my favorite day of the year I didn't realise yeah. that that was the last time I was ever going to say that. No, no, Rachel. <laughs> but hopefully you'll come back on in future to talk more things, infants and, sure, yeah. and other things as well. Tell us more stories, update us on the, the liars, the snitches, everyone you've got in that uh, class. Ah, stuff, the snitches. Yeah, I teach them to be snitches from a young age, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please follow us, follow and subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it as well, because... I gather that's very good for all sorts of algorithms and things like that. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at That'll Teach You and get in touch with us. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear next. Tell us if you have any guests you'd like us to have on. We're always eager to find uh, new teachers to talk to. So yeah, we'll see you next time. Slon. Bye. Bye.